Here we go. Into the baseball season. We're about four weeks. I got a new microphone, so I need you guys to let me know how it goes. I think it's going to be pretty sweet. They say once you get this one, you don't get another one. So I guess we'll test that theory. Super excited. Let's go. Even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never answered a no, man, I still go. Go, 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 go. Hustle every single day I'll be making moves till I'm buried in my grave uh, To the system, I don't wanna be a slave I've been doing shit my way uh, Or the highway And in the driveway Is a nice range Cause I grind through the climb I invite pain You'll never hear me, bitch Nah, I don't complain Just gotta flip the switch And you can go and obtain Anything you want Anything you need Your mind's got the key ingredient It's belief Pretty excited about this new microphone we're going to have to see how it goes. I'm probably not going to get another one regardless. So this is just how it's going to be. I can adjust, you know, some settings and stuff. But overall, I think it's just going to be what it is. I did this four, lensing, four, le- four, le- four lenses class today. It was like this little training thing that we had set up for us. It was teaching us how or you know how we operate as humans you know there's there's four different colors there's a uh, orange gold green and blue and i i already knew this cuz i've taken this class before but i am an orange and the idea about it is to you know figure out what everyone else is so we can properly communicate uh, you're going to talk to someone that's a blue a lot different than you will an orange or a gold or a green. And we kind of let them, you know, we kind of, uh, let's see. It's like a personality trait, you know, course. Kind of seeing like what you are. And you identify some stuff and pretty much... Everyone's the same. I mean, not everyone's the same color, but everyone has some of the color attributes in them, right? Sometimes you can be an orange, but you're really, you know, a blue, or you're really a green, or you're really a gold, or, you know, you can have those attributes of an orange, but you could be a, you know, an introvert and be a green, right? Where an orange is an extra, or, you know, theoretically, an orange is an extrovert. And, you know, they're they're the ones that are like the life of the party. But the older I get, the more I'm fading away from orange. And I think that's part of it, you know. The older you get, the more, I guess, calm and relaxed you get. Because you're not that young whippersnapper that you were before. But, uh, you know, some attributes that I truly believe that probably all of the colors have is uh but i mean they're really prominent i think in in oranges are 
quick decision making, which can be bad at times. But in my experience, it's more it's more good than it is bad. And then, uh, you know, leadership and dependability. Um, you know, oranges also are more typically uh, selfish. But that's one of those things I think when I was younger, I, I was selfish. You know, I didn't give a fuck about nobody. You know, I'm talking younger. I'm talking like like in high school and shit. Like I didn't, I didn't care. I just, I just wanted my yards. I wanted my points. I wanted my touchdowns. I wanted my stolen bases. Which is really, looking back on it, you're like, what the fuck was I even thinking? But now I'm much more team-oriented. And um, I really love, I know I've said this on this podcast before, but I love seeing other people thrive and other people win. It's like one of my favorite things in the world is seeing my people win. One of my selfish traits that I guess that was identified today that I still have today is I want my people to win. (laughs) I want my people, my team to win, you know, all the time. Like I don't, I don't hold any punches. I'm always dicing up the punches. But here's the thing, like if if my if my team, my guys continue to win, just like everyone else just needs to get better. So, you know, that's kind of how I think about it. Another, other people don't see it that way, you know. So a lot of people think you got to share the wealth and blah, blah, blah. But if they're just not doing good enough stuff, then it's like, eh, well, I mean, do they really deserve it? You know, I don't think so. So... I still think that way, but it's more of a team-oriented thing. It's more of a, uh, you know, I want to see my guys win. I want to see my my people win. And, you know, they just get after it way too much for them to not get those Ws. So that was pretty fun today. We did that We did that today. Uh, last night, long, long night. We uh, had, a big, had a big meeting last night determining some outcomes of uh, – or giving, giving uh, advice or – you know, advising our our leaders of how to proceed uh, with certain rack and stacks of NCOs, and, and that stuff is uh, it's fun. It's uh, very important, um, you know. And, and a lot of times, a lot of places you go, you, senior NCOs even don't get a chance to say their peace on people, you know, and their immediate supervisors don't get a chance to go in there and say their peace on their, on their guys and tell the the group, you know, what we don't see on, on the paper. I think that's very, very important. So we did that last night until about, shit, I felt like it was, I didn't get home until 8.30, I think. That was a long, long day, but it was worth it. We owe it to those guys to make sure that we do it right, make sure we do it uh, with intent and um, and take it very seriously. And, and that's one that's one thing that, that we did for sure as a uh, leadership group, you know. Um, and, you know, last couple of weeks has just been – 
fucking crazy. We're in week four of the baseball season, I think. Yeah, week four, I think, and man, it's just been wild. I've been able to work with some really good dudes and and you know, work some baseball and all that and I uh you know, this season has is a lot different for me when it comes to baseball. I'm not too sure if I'm I don't, I'm not too sure if I am having the fun that I used to have when I was out there. Um, and maybe it's just getting back into it or whatever. You know, it has been a year off. You know, last year I wasn't there, so it's, you know, I haven't really called baseball in two years, so it's like maybe that's it. I don't really know. Kind of going to ride this season out and see, see what happens. See if that that fun comes back, that spark comes back. But right now, it's just kind of more of a just a grind, you know. And in the regular season, it always is a grind, and everyone in the umpire world should be focusing on or should be wanting to be in the postseason, which is May and in a little bit into June. So. That's where, uh, that's where I love it. You know, I think the regular season is just a grind, and it might be just one of those things where, hey, let's get through this regular season, let's get through this grind real quick, and try to get to May and June as quick as possible. But, um, so yeah, it's kind of where I'm at with the whole baseball thing. I'm just, I mean, I got going to Tyler this week, and I got games there, and, and I'm working hard. I'm still working real hard. Uh, you know, it's nothing like that. It's just like, I just don't know if I got it, got that, um, drive anymore to, to be the best dude. I don't know. It's weird. But anything that I, that I do, I want to be the best, so. You know, again, I don't just go out there and fuck around. I'm trying to get everything right, and I'm just not having the fun that I that I did before. I had some fun this weekend. This past weekend was fun. Some good dudes. I've been working with some good dudes all year. Now, I don't even think that's it. You know, that's not even really the the issue. It's just I don't really know what the fucking issue is, to be honest with you. So. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to ride this season. I'm going to work my ass off this year in the baseball world and see how it shakes out. And I'm sure down the line here, the uh, you know that spark will come back and I'll fucking be getting after it and all that. So uh, we'll see, but. It just gets harder and harder to be away from the kids and my wife uh, every weekend. And I never want, like, resentment that I'm gone, you know, on the weekends. 
And listen, my marriage is strong as a rock, but you know, it's hard on Mallory sometimes. She's holding it down on the weekends, and then that makes it, you know, I feel some type of guilt for that. You know, I'm not doing it for free, so it's not total guilt. You know, we're still bringing home money at the end of the day, but is it really worth it, I guess is my question. So, I don't know. This is going to be a uh, you know, a year to, to really figure that out if it's something I want to continue to do down the line. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, now, shit, I haven't been on here in a couple weeks. I was asked to talk about... Um, prioritizing and uh, and delegations how to prioritize and delegate this is one of those things where I uh, I had a had a problem with not doing these well I've always been a decent prioritizer you know, I've always been able to compartmentalize um, all the tasks and things like that that I'm given or I'm, I'm, uh, I have to do. But I have always had a kind of a problem delegating because I feel like when you delegate, it's kind of passing the buck. But as I've grown into the position that I'm in, I realize that's not really the case. And as a section head or a you know manager or a leader or supervisor, whatever you want to call it, you have to be able to prioritize your tasks and delegate the ones that can be delegated. Are there things that you as the supervisor or you know, shop chief or section chief or whatever are, are going to have to take on? Yes. But what I have tried to do and what seems to be successful for me is when I am taking on a task that may have to deal with a certain section, I will try to, if I can, bring that leader of that section, that is my subordinate, right? Let's just say we're talking about supply. You know, all of our gear, all of our stuff that we have, that we issue out. If I have a task for supply that I don't think can be delegated and I may have to take on, then I will bring my supply person with me if I can so they can learn alongside me as I do the the tasks at hand. So now the next time that that task or a like task comes along, I can delegate that 
and they know no, they now know what they're doing. Is that going to be able to happen every time? No, it's not. But prioritizing your task and being able to delegate is one of the things that uh, you know upper level supervisors and upper level level uh, superintendents and things like that need to know how to do because you know if you are a person that is just work 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 you have like you got to recognize that you have people for that like they get paid to do those those jobs so let them do those jobs there're going to be some things that you have to take on by yourself or or lead the team on right but ultimately the people below you are the ones that are paid to do those jobs so let them do them just recently uh, well I say recently maybe like I don't know around Christmas time one of my leaders had to come and tell me hey Drew slow down you know get somebody else to do that okay (laughs) you know a lot of us are, are just so used to just hey let's just knock this out right but we don't even think about, you know, let me let me p- pass this off to somebody else so I can work on this. And there's many reasons why we may pass something off, right? Pass something off, pass a task off to a junior member because they don't have experience in that. Like, I love, I now love doing that. I love giving uh, a, a member basically an opportunity to to perform this task that they don't know because now what do they have to do they have to figure out how the fuck it's going to work they have to figure out how to do it they have to ask questions they have to look in regulations they have to look in um, instructions and see how we're going to make this task go And then all that requires is a little bit of follow-up on the superintendent's or the boss's uh, part to make sure that, hey, everything's on track. You know, some progress is being made. And to let that junior member know that I'm here if you need any assistance. But I want you to lead this up. Because at the end of the day, the the superintendents and the bosses and the section chiefs and all that stuff, they, they have other things to do as well. They're writing your decorations. They're writing your EPBs. They're making sure that um, you have some top cover, right, for the things that you're either messing up or the things that, hey, you want to do, right? I got a guy in... in that's under me right now that is just absolutely trying to do everything in the world. And I 100% support him doing that. It's something that he's passionate about, something that he loves to do. And he's bringing people into our space to show them what we're about. It could, it could definitely be 
the other side of the foot. Like, this guy's almost doing too much, which I'll never tell him that, right? Because I want him to keep going. And I love what he does, and I love the passion that he has. But in my mind sometimes, I'm like, man, that's, are you sure you could do all this? Right? Because, like, my hands are up. These are your things. I'll be here to support you. I'll talk to the boss for you. I'll do anything I can to make it happen. But you're going to do the legwork. And there's so many things that he wants to, he wants to get done and um, really good things too, you know. But sometimes you just let him go. I was that guy before. He reminds me of me. You know, Staff Sergeant Lacey reminds me of myself. Wanting to do all these fucking things. Hey, this would be awesome if we could do this. Hey, this would be awesome if we could do this too. Hey, I want to do this too. Well, it's like, okay, fuck yeah. That's all I say to him all the time. Like, fuck yeah, dude, let's do it. If you need my help, you know where I'm at. So I've been helping him along this process, trying to keep him on task. Hey, make sure we got this. Contact this dude to see if we can get this. And there's just so many, uh, you know, there's other things that it, it, it could be worse, right? It could be the total opposite of that, of him just not doing shit, which could be, which is just detrimental, right? It's terrible. No one wants that. I'd much rather have the dude that's trying to tackle way too much than the dude that doesn't want to do shit. Because I can reel this guy back in if I need to. I'm not yet. I'm fucking letting him roll. Leash is long. But if I got to pull that sucker back in, I will. I told him that. Say, hey, man, this is all you. But listen, if we if we start to drown a little bit because of all these things that are kind of close together in time, uh, you know, I might have to pump the brakes on a couple of these. Oh, yeah, Sarge, I got it. Yeah, I got it. So I think that that even encouraged him more to to make sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. So, you know, so just being able to prioritize your your duties and being able to de- delegate the ones that can be delegated, um, and pitch those as opportunities, right? Not as just more work to do. That's where I think you've got to separate yourself as a leader is being able to change someone's mind and being able to pitch something that may be, you know, may seem like a shitty task on the outside, but being able to pitch it to, you know, give them the why of how, why we're doing what we need to do and uh, delegate that down to them. And it gives them some ownership in the process, right? Like, they did this. You know, going back to the supply example, if I if I delegate the, just say, for argument's sake, the inventory of all of our supply items, I know that needs to get done. So 
I'm just going to tell our supply guys, hey, by March 1st, that inventory needs to be done. I don't care how you do it. It just needs to be done. Oh, roger that, sir. And they go and they do it. And now they have some ownership over it. Now they know that, hey, we got all these things. We're missing one of these. We got one of these. I don't know what this is. We found this. Now they have some or they have some ownership in the organization. They have some ownership in the in the process of issue, in the process of turning stuff. It's theirs. All right. It's not mine. I didn't go do the inventory and then tell them how to issue stuff out and how to turn it in, how to track it all and how to uh, document everything. Like, I didn't do any of that. They knew they needed to get the inventory done. They did the inventory, and they came up with their own processes according to regulation of how to do it, how to issue, how to turn in, how to keep track. And those guys are killing it. You know, circling back to Rack and stacking people like we did last night. Like the most disappointing part is kind of going off. This is kind of going off on a tangent. Has really nothing to do with uh, prioritizing and delegation, or maybe it does. Let's see if we can circle back to it. See if we can tie this sucker in. So we looked at a lot of records, a lot of people's records, and a lot of people's records are mediocre. Okay, come to work, go home, do the job, don't get in trouble. Boom, done. But in today's Air Force, today's military, like, that's not enough. It's just not. And I don't put it all on the member. Right? It's not their fault. It's not all their fault. They take some blame in putting out mediocre product, right? But it's not all theirs. What about the NCOs that are above them? Why aren't they pushing their troops to be better? Or are they in their... And they're just not taking that. They're not taking the opportunities that are presented and running with them. Is that happening? I don't know. Or is it that the NCOs above them are not pushing them and not giving them the feedback that they deserve, not giving them the you know, I hate the word motivation. You guys know that. But not giving them the motivation to go out and do the things required to be competitive. I think it's a combination of both. I think it has something to do with not knowing what boxes need to be checked, what things need to be 
completed, how you need to, or, you know, what events are going to be heavy when it comes to the end of the year and it comes to uh, being competitive with your peers. I think it all, like, all that is encompassing. And then I also think that the NCOs above them are not pushing them to be better. I think that the NCOs above them are selfish. And I think that they solely focus on how they can promote individually. And they don't focus on their troops enough. As long as everyone's breathing at the end of the shift, no one, no one did anything crazy. It was a good shift. Well, part of that is true. But why did we get you in the eight-hour shifts? Why did we go from 12 to eight-hour shifts if you aren't going to go outside of work and do what needs to be done to promote? Do I think it's right that that, that needs to happen? No, I don't. But it's a, it's a necessary evil. We can't really change that part. We can't really change that part. We know the game that needs to be played. The, the NCOs above, there's staff sergeants, tech sergeants, master sergeants. Seniors and chiefs, right? The tech sergeants need to push the mass sergeants. Or I'm sorry, the tech sergeants need to push the staff sergeants. The mass sergeants need to push and develop the tech sergeants to push the staff sergeants. And it all trickles all the way down. So when the staff sergeants are not performing, whose fault is it? In my opinion, it's upper leadership's fault. Is there more developing to do for those upper leadership individuals? Sure. There always is. As long as you're in the seat, there's always room to develop and get better. But they got to take those opportunities too. Like, they can't just... Well, um, you know, I'm good where I'm at, so I don't need to learn and get better. That's not the answer. If you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for your troops below you. Get them to where you want to be or get them to where you are so that they, they can eventually jump you when you get out of the military, you get out of the Air Force, and or you retire. That's the ultimate. Like that's ultimate. That's what it's about. If you don't do that, our NCO core and our middle manager tier is going to absolutely fail. But what we need to do is develop and change minds. 
a lot of this middle tier is so set in their ways and they've done this they've done it this way for so long and blah 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 but it doesn't mean it's the right way you've been in for 10 years you've been doing it doing it one way for a long time well you've been doing it wrong for fucking 10 years so let's go ahead and steer you this way guy It's just sad to see. It's disheartening. And I think it's more because our unit's so small, we see everybody, and there's only a few people that are doing great things. It's not that hard to, to be great anymore because no one wants to fucking do the work. It makes me more sad than anything else, I think. But now is the time to take the opportunities, right? Now is the time to take advantage of those opportunities. The opportunities are there for you. No one else is going to do them. And I, I've, I just saw it. I just saw a bunch of people's records, and no one else is going to take, care, take advantage of those opportunities that are presented to you or presented to them. Someone will. But it might be someone from CE. It might be someone from LRS. It might be someone from finance. But someone's going to take advantage of it. And when they promote and you don't, that's on you. And it's on the tech starting above you. It's on a mass starting above them. There has to be accountability across the board. You know, people say... People say family, 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 and everyone's, everyone, <coughs> excuse me, everyone's a fucking family, right? Every group's a family. Well, in family, you have, you have uh, accountability. Where's the accountability? From the top tier all the way down. Where is it? If people say they're going to do something, they got to do it. If you are responsible to do something, you have to do it. If you don't do it, there needs to be consequences. Just like we reward people with good work ethic and, and, and good shit that they do, we have to hold the people accountable for the shit that they don't do. Or else nothing is going to change. I want to be a change agent wherever I can be. My shops aren't perfect. My guys are not perfect. They're going to fuck up. I'm going to fuck up. And anything that they do, it's, it's my responsibility. I will take full responsibility for that. But they're going to grow as well. I'm going to stand in front of the commander when my guys fuck up. I don't know how many other people will take that accountability. And here's here's the thing about, you know, my section. 
I got a staff sergeant in a, in a tech sergeant spot right now, absolutely killing it. He's working with people that aren't even certified red hats. And teaching them how to operate a firing line. I got a hard-charging tech sergeant and a hard-charging staff sergeant and a hard-charging senior airman over at Supply, UDM, and cost center manager, and they're killing it all day long. But they're going to fuck up, too. They're new to their jobs, so I allow them to. I don't hover over those guys. But when they do mess up, it's on me. I'm going to get held accountable for that. But what's going to happen afterwards? Once I'm held accountable, we're getting better. Because that won't happen again. We're going we're gonna to fuck that up. Get held accountable. And then go fuck something else up. But we're not going to fuck that up again. Because we're going to grow and we're going to get better. It's not rocket science. I, I think part of the problem is that no one wants to be the fucking bad guy. And I don't want to be the bad guy either. I just want people to do their fucking jobs. That's what I was so sad about yesterday. Looking at all those records, man. You know, it just shows that the tech sergeants above those staff sergeants are not doing their fucking jobs. And the staff sergeants aren't holding their end either. And now it makes me think, did I do enough? Which is crazy. It's crazy because my guy that's up for this, he's being talked in high regard. Not saying he's going to get anything special, but he's definitely in the top, top end. So I don't know, man. I just want people to do their fucking job. I want people to do what they say they're going to do. I want people to make people better. I want individual humans to make other humans better. One way we can do that, here we go, tying it in. One way we can do that is prioritize our tasks and delegate to challenge. Don't delegate just because you don't want to do the task. Delegate to challenge. Delegate to give ownership. Delegate to give responsibility. But make sure your priorities are right. There's some things that are going to have to be a turn and burn product. Right? We need this done by tomorrow. I just found out today. This shit happens all the time. But there's some things where, you know, I'm going to set a timeline. I'll give you two weeks. I'll give you a month to get this done. 
I don't care how you get it done, man. Just get it done. If you need any, what I always tell my guys, if you need any guidance, go to the guidance first. Go to the regulations first. If you can't find it in there, then come talk to me. Because that does a couple things, right? It, now they're digging into the, the references for their j- individual jobs. And now they're learning. So next time that they have that question or next time they have a similar question, they know where to go to. They don't have to keep asking questions. They can just open up the book. This Air Force thing is a pretty fucking easy gig. All you got to do is know how to read. All you got to do is know how to read, and you need to give a fuck about other people. That's it. That's it. If you can do those two things, you're going to be very successful. There's not a lot of things that are super crazy. Deployments suck. Sure. Sometimes they suck. Sometimes they're great. You meet great people. Most times you meet great people and you come real close with those individuals. And they become like lifelong friends. So sometimes those suck. Sometimes they don't. Being away from your family sucks. Sure. But when it comes down to just being able to read and caring for others, like that's what it boils down to in any job that you have. Any job. Read, do what it says in the book. And then care about other people. Take care of them. Teach them. Guide them. Pull them with you. If you're not pulling people with you, what the fuck are you doing? What's it for? Why are you in the military? How are we supposed to be the strongest fighting force if you're going solo? Motherfucker, you ain't that bad. I'm not that bad. The last thing you want to do is go and retire and no one fucking shows up. Because you decide to do it all by yourself. I know people will be at my fucking ceremony, my retirement ceremony. We have to get a goddamn coliseum for that motherfucker. I'm not saying that to boast my head up or anything like that. That's just the fucking facts. Maybe not a coliseum. But a room, a significant size room. We'll have to get. (laughs) But there's reasons for that, man. 
It's not just because people like Drew. Oh, some people fucking hate me. And I love that too. They hate me for the right reasons though. Or wait, maybe they hate me for the wrong reasons. I don't know. But a lot of people hate me. A lot of people talk shit about Drew. And I love it. And I see it. I hear about it. I got fucking people everywhere. But the reason that my my room's going to be filled up when I retire is because I give a fuck about people. I care about their success. I listen when they're talking. I work my ass off for the people above me. I do the best possible job I can do. And when I fuck up, I own it, I learn from it, and I move on. And then I'll fuck something else up. It's just life. You mess something up in your life, you learn from that. You truly learn from it. And when I say just learn from it, don't just, yeah, I won't do that again. No. It's like look at yourself in the mirror, figure out what went wrong, dissect that problem that just went on, and what's the core issue. Tackle the core issue. Just like when we talked about uh, New Year's resolutions. The core issues of the New Year's resolutions is that you're lying to yourself over and over again. If you listen to this thing, ask yourself, did you keep your New Year's resolution? We're two months in now. Did you keep it? If you didn't, guess what you have? Guess what opportunity you have? You get to start tomorrow. That's fucking awesome. Fucking start tomorrow. But stop lying to yourself. Set your priorities. Write those fuckers down. And delegate the ones you can delegate. Teach the ones that you can teach and work alongside your counterparts with. Stop being so goddamn selfish. Listen, I'm all about winning and taking it. But in my mind, there's a there's an ulterior motive to that. It's to motivate and create discipline within other people. So they hate that I continue to win and my guys continue to win and our team continues to win. So they work harder to beat us. That's what needs to happen. I write better than everybody else. So we continue to win. My guys do more than everyone else. So we continue to win. So what I want everyone else to do is learn how to write better. Push your guys to do more. 
So then next year when we talk about rack and stacking people, rack and stacking senior airmen, rack and stacking staff sergeants, rack and stack tech sergeants, it's a fucking huge problem because everyone's great. But there's only two fucking strats to give out. That's the problem we want to have. This is a year reckoning, baby. Fucking year reckoning. And it's coming. And people are going to get their eyes open real quick. Because they are not up to snuff. They're not up to the bar that I have set. And I keep asking myself, am I setting my... I literally asked myself today, am I caring too much? Am I setting the bar too high for these people? Am I comparing them to me because that's what I would have done? Am I comparing other people's work ethic to mine because I would never let that happen? Am I comparing my uh, my leadership to other people's because I would have never... Let any of that stuff go down. My staff sergeants don't do that shit. My senior airmen aren't fucking around. They're not. They're getting shit done. And it shows. Because every single person, every single person since I've been to Goodfellow has promoted under me. Every single one of them. It's not by fucking accident. It's by their hard work and me giving a fuck. So all I'm asking people to do in any realm of your life is to fucking give a fuck about the person next to you. Because once you start caring more about them than you do about yourself, that's when you win. It's not fucking hard. It's just sometimes being able to put some other people above you. That's it. That's all I got. Peace.